I'm at uh, school, so if somebody comes in, my, my door is locked. But just in case, you can just edit that out. I'm going to leave it in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, nobody has come into my classroom the last 14 days, so I think we're okay. Okay. <laughs> that'll, be the, uh, that'll be the stinger at the beginning. <laughs> Welcome to the Cooler Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's guest is a repeat guest, the first ever repeat since my brother tries to get on every single time. She is also a teacher for the Alamance Burlington School System. This is Savannah Collars, soon to be Savannah Kearns. What's up, Savannah? Hey, Tyler. How's it going? It's going pretty good. You just texted me while we were recording, so just <laughs> it just glitched the whole dang thing. Uh, sorry. We're going to leave this part in. Okay, um, <laughs> I want to tell you heads up. Um, I did put in uh, the wedding invite, by the way. Oh, fabulous. So let's just have the whole entire, all of your viewers, because I know you're up into the thousands, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, know. so let's just have everybody there, because why not? Well, I mean, if you want, we can send out a mass invite. Um, No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't follow COVID uh, rules, so Ooh. we can do that. Well, that kind of goes into the perfect bit I wanted to talk to you about because you're a super-duper teacher. Are you, uh, is this your third year teaching now? Yes, third year, first year ever virtual teaching. <laughs> that is so weird. I feel like it's something I wanted to happen when I was uh, a kid, but I can imagine this is probably the biggest hellscape to be a teacher. It is the absolute... Uh, I'm not going to say worst, um, but it is, it's very hard. Um, so teaching normally, it was already hard enough to begin with. So just multiply that by like 10. Um, and it's, it's difficult because I was still, you know, just getting the hang of teaching with students in the classroom. And now I'm trying to figure out how to work technology. And I, I mean, you would think that at 24, I would be pretty good with technology, but I'm not. So... <laughs> It's been a, a challenge these last several weeks. Have there, because I, I, it's one of those things you've, you've seen the news all the time. And I feel like as a general taxpayer, we're ta- I, mean, I would say we're probably taking it for granted. What do you think? Well, first of all, what grade do you teach? First grade? I teach first grade. Yep. So what is, what is the difficulty with grabbing kids' attention or what, what is the process? First of all, like, what does your day look like now? So, I'll, yeah, I'll just go ahead and tell you my schedule. So from eight to nine, I have office hours where I'm supposed to be just available for parents if they need to contact me. And then from nine to three, I'm teaching. So kids are online from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. every day. And then from three to four, I have office hours again in case parents need to talk to me. So kids are on the computer for six hours every single day. And I was very surprised and I still am surprised. Now we've been in school a week and a half now officially and kids are very engaged um, for the most part because you got to remember I am teaching six year olds and I was I'm just so shocked by how engaged they stay with me throughout the day. Like I thought I would have to say, hey, 
so-and-so, pay attention. Hey, so-and-so, do this. Like, constantly having to call on them. But it's actually no different than what it would be like in school, which is very shocking to me. Like, they, they're doing a very good job with staying engaged. Okay. I guess I was I was expecting, like you, that these guys would be, like, almost doing what the college kids were doing, where they were, like, you know, not really there, you know, mentally just like on their phones playing video games while so like how do you how do you like I reprimand a student how do you like make sure that they're engaged fully so they actually have to share their screen with me so I can see what's on their screen and they're six year old six year old again so they don't really know how to or at least have not discovered how to kind of um I guess deceive me yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They haven't learned that yet because they're still learning how to just work the computer in general because in kindergarten, like last spring, whenever we were doing this, they didn't have computers. So this is something completely new to them. Even when they were at school, like in person, they had iPads. And right now they have Chromebooks. Every student was given a Chromebook. So it's completely different to them. So they're still learning how to just work the controls on that but I can also tell by their facial expression if their screen isn't shared with me if they're paying attention or not yeah so like for example I had a student today um he was not doing what he was supposed to do because he was laughing and I was in the middle of a lesson I was like okay I (laughs) I know that (laughs) I I, like nothing I'm saying is funny so I took him off of mute and then I said okay share your screen with me he was playing a game So, I mean, it was an educational game, something that we were about to actually do as a class, but he wasn't supposed to be on that yet. So I can kind of see based on their facial expressions and really their body language, too, if they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. How do you how does keeping attendance work? So they have to have 50 percent attendance on Zoom or complete the assignments for the day. So if they can't get on Zoom for whatever reason, um, these last couple of days we've been having technical issues like Internet was going in and out. Um, and actually on Monday, here's a perfect example. On Monday, Zoom was down, completely mm-hmm. down. We could not use it. Like even teachers could not access Zoom until lunchtime. So at one o'clock. So instead of me teaching, they had to go and complete the assignment for the day. If that makes sense. Yeah. So if they're on Zoom for 50% of the time, so let's say they're on Zoom from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., then they get credit for attendance that day, whether they complete the assignments or not. Okay. Do you think it's easier that, I mean, you're in the first grade, so you're kind of like, you're catching them young. Have you found like the fifth grade teachers are having a harder time or is it all across the board? I think it's all across the board. Now that we are doing this virtual teaching, I actually don't see anybody throughout the day. So I am in my classroom. So I'm physically at school along with all the other teachers that work here, but I don't see anybody the whole entire day. Um, When I come in, I get my COVID screening, um, make sure I don't have it, blah, 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 whatever. But then after I walk down to my classroom, like I am here from, I get here at 7.30, from 7.30 until 4. So I don't see any other teachers, um, which kind of sucks because I don't get any adult interaction 
throughout the day and I'm like I'm by myself so it's the same as me being at home I don't see anybody I'm by myself what's the thought process that keeps you guys physically at the school why aren't you wouldn't it be I mean this may be too much common sense but wouldn't it be easier if you guys were just in your own homes and you could make your own schedules based around instead of you know taking an hour to commute and getting ready So I think that they are just making sure that teachers are doing their jobs. Um, But it's pretty obvious that we are doing our jobs because even last spring, like we had to work from home. There wasn't even an option to come into school. I wasn't even allowed to go to school last spring. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I think they're just making sure that teachers are doing what they're supposed to do. They have, it's very, very. um, Yeah compared to last spring. So like we have our schedule last spring, it was just kind of, we were building the plane as we were flying it. So we, I mean, there was something new every single day. Nobody knew what was going on. So I think that over the summer there's, they've had a little bit more time to prepare and get us ready for it. Yeah, I guess you could say, even though nobody was ready. Um, And some teachers do have the option, like if they have a health issue, then they can work from home, but they have to take it through, um, like they have to set up certain paperwork. But personally, I don't mind coming to school just because it gets me out of the house and it like I'm going to work, if that makes sense. Whereas last spring it was like, okay, I'm going to work, but I'm only going 10 feet in my house. Like it was kind of confusing my brain with the work at home. So I, I like coming to school. I, I mean, I, I completely understand that. It's, it's, we almost need that, that mental gauge to go like, this is work, this is home, and it's a separation. I just, I kind of find it depressing when I see teachers post on their Instagram stories or their Snapchats. It's just these giant, empty classrooms, and you guys are just sitting in a small little corner, like almost like just completely alone. I mean, that's what it is. We had to set up our classroom as if students were coming back. So I have all of my desks set up. Um, I have my, like my reading center set up. I have everything set up. So literally kids could come in right now and it, and it'd be fine. Um, And yeah, you're right. I am sitting in my own little corner um, with my two computer screens because I now have two, but like, I, I don't leave my desk the whole entire day. I've had to make a few adjustments to my desk um, so I can have kind of like a stand-up desk because my back and neck have been killing me. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is, it's very lonely and it's, it's very sad. <laughs> are you guys able to like team up rooms? Like, are you able to like go to someone else's classroom and you guys like, Oh, well, this is our setup today. Or is it all completely desktop, no laptop? Um. So I, I'm using my laptop, but we cannot be in another classroom with another teacher unless we are socially distanced and wearing a mask. And when we're teaching, we have to, the kids need to be able to see our mouth, um, which is something that I didn't process until a few months ago. But like the younger ages, they need to see our mouths to know how to form the letters and all that stuff. So um, yeah, we can't be in another room with any other teachers. Wow. What's the, what's the impact? Or, I mean, I know you're in elementary, so I, I don't know if 
this would apply, but like, what's the impact on the teachers that were specifically art or specifically gym teachers? Like, are they out of a job now? Like what's going on with them? No, we still have specials. So every, it's just like a normal school day. All they'll do is they'll come into our zoom lesson and then I will leave. So today I had music and all the music teacher did was she entered my zoom lesson through a a zoom link that it's the same for me every single day. And then I make her a host and then I leave the zoom usually because I have another zoom meeting and, um, they just carry on like that. So every, literally everything is virtual PE is virtual music. I mean, all of that, which is hard for the kids because they're still sitting in front of that screen, but they're still getting, how is, how is PE virtual? That doesn't make sense to me. So I, PE was actually on Monday for me and I watched a little bit of it and the PE teacher is still doing everything that he would do um, in school, just instead of it being like being able to play group games, they're literally just by themselves. So if I think they were work, one of the standards that PE has to work on is learning what a walk is and being able to demonstrate how to walk. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's something that kids like have to learn. Um, so walking and skipping and running. So he'll show a video just like he would in in school, and then the kids have to practice it, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's – I feel for these kids because they are – it's a lot of screen time for them. I mean, it's a lot of screen time for me, and I'm an adult. So I can only imagine how hard it is on these kids and their eyes because my eyes are killing me. So it's just hard for everybody. As the, well, I mean, this is probably a really stupid question because school systems don't give teachers anything. But do you guys have like uh, blue light lenses that they've given you guys or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I wear glasses and nothing like I needed a second monitor so I could have two screens up because it was very hard to show my screen and see the kids. And I didn't get that. I brought my own monitor from from my house because it, my only other option was to use my smart board that's in my room. But it's too big for me. So I'd have to completely move my desk and there's not enough outlets near it. So it was just too much of a hassle. Um, but no, there's no blue, blue light glasses or anything like that. That's, that's so weird. I feel like. this kind of goes into an overarching system that you guys, you guys aren't given the proper tools to completely and adequately, you know, do your job. But like what, I guess before we talk shit about the general school system of the world, (laughs) what, uh, (laughs) what are you, what would you say is the biggest like pro with this going? Like if this becomes a, a social norm, like maybe 50% of the time you're in the physical classroom, 50% of the time you're outside. What is a pro that you would see coming out of this, especially with these young minds growing up into a new society of learning? I can put them on mute anytime I want. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, I mean, that sounds really bad and I don't mean for it to sound bad, but literally um, kids shout out all the time. I mean, that's just something that they have to learn in school is not to shout out and raise their hand. Well, now if they shout out at me, then I can just click mute and they're done. 
Um, even though they still do have to raise their hand, but if they keep going into a story that comes too long and I'm like, okay, we got to move on and they keep going, just yeah. click mute and we can move on. Well, that's an interesting point. What, cause if you're just muting them and this isn't a, this is, I would completely do the same thing. Cause I, that would be a, that would annoy me. And especially as someone who worked in the school system as a coach, I would absolutely love to mute some of those kids. Um, <laughs> But I almost wonder if there's no like physical or not physical, but if there's no like live, like discipline to like, hey, you don't do that in public. Stop doing that. Does that almost perpetuate the kid that start doing that more and more? So like by the time they're 18 year old, they're 18 years old. They don't know that they've done something wrong. They just yell and they get muted. And then once they have a job, they're (laughs) absolutely the worst human being. So I actually am still treating them as if they were in school. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, I have a student that likes to not wear a shirt and I have a student that likes to jump up and down on the couch. Like it's it's a trampoline, like doing backflips, front flips, like the whole thing. So I, I will call their name because I can see it on my camera, but the kids can't see everybody else um, just for privacy. Yeah purposes and so i'll call them and i'll just be like let's pretend it's you i'll say tyler are you supposed to be doing that would you do that if you were at school no you wouldn't would you come to school and take your shirt off no let's put your shirt back on and get yourself together um so i still treat them as if they were in school Mm -hmm. um because we also are still doing rewards as if they were in school so we have something called pbis and that's our behavior um, and disciplined thing that we do. And if they get a certain amount of points on class dojo, then they get to attend this big party or they get a big prize. Okay. Um, I don't know what the prize or party is yet because it's still virtual. We're still trying to figure that out. But um, so if they get a certain amount of points, then they'll be able to attend. Whereas if they can still lose points too, and if they lose points, then they're not going to be able to go to the big thing. So it's still... We're, we're still trying to make it as structured as possible and make sure that they are learning that social aspect of literally how to be a human in the world, because at this age, they're still learning yeah. what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Are these, I mean, especially these young kids, like I imagine this is a hard time even for parents, like, are they always like home alone or are parents having to like, like grab babysitters or are they like, going to friend's house, having like five kids at a time in one classroom. Like, how is that rolling? So for me, luckily I have most of my kids, they are at home with their parents. And at least for this week and a half, parents have been sitting right by their sides for the whole entire day, for the whole entire six hours, which has been very beneficial for me because I can only help them so much. Like if they don't know how to do something on their computer, I can only show them so much and talk them through so much, but if the parents there, then they can help them Um, compared to, I have a few students that are at daycare and at daycare, they get no help um, because there's so many other kids there and they, they at daycare, like I can see in the background, other kids and other adults sitting on the computers trying to help, but daycares, there's only been about two adults in the room from what I could see. So it's very hard if that child needs help for them to receive that help. Wow. So you're telling me these parents are 
sitting right next to them while the, some of these kids are jumping around with their shirts off <laughs> and the parents are like, oh, yeah, welcome to kindergarten, welcome to first grade, not saying anything? Yeah, that's happened. What um, the hell? Then, <laughs> then sometimes if the kids are wearing headphones and the parents can't hear me. So if I'm saying, hey, Tyler, you need to sit down and you have on headphones and I can see the parent in the background, they don't know what I'm telling yeah. them just because they're wearing the headphones. Um, but most of the time, whenever I say, hey, so-and-so, you need to do this, I can also hear the parent in the background saying, hey, you better sit down and listen to what your teacher's telling you. So, I mean, the parents have been really helpful these last several days, which I, I mean, I can't thank them enough. Mm-hmm. Because without them, these kids would be struggling even more than they already are. Yeah. How is it? Because I know a lot of teachers run into this because there's always that parent and always that kid. How How is it with the kids who are typically always troublesome and the parents are always blaming the teacher for their troublesome? But now that these kids are home, how does that translate? So I haven't actually had any issues with that as of yet. Um, my students have been behaving and if they're not behaving, then the parents have literally said like got on their kids for it. They, they haven't got on to me for it, um, which is good. And I think that's because they had all spring to be with their kids and see what they're like in the classroom. Um, I can't tell you how many Facebook posts I saw from parents saying, I don't know how you teachers do this. Like, how do I get my kid to listen? And even last semester, I can't even tell you how many messages I got from my own parents of, I can't get so-and-so to focus. How do you do this during the day? So I think parents have a new appreciation for teachers and how much we actually do have to go through um, in order to get their child to learn at school. Wow. So I'm assuming, so if they're on there for six straight hours and kind of rolling back to that, because these, these are all literal questions I had when I, when this was all announced, I'm like, because I mean, you go back to like how we were learning. It is honestly, this would become alien. If you suggested this back in 2010, you know, these people would look at you like, what the hell are you suggesting? That makes no sense. So like, if you're sitting there all day, is is there room for like, I know if you're, I'm trying to word this. So, like, let's say there's a kid who needs a bathroom break. Do they still need to do the whole thing where, like, hey, Miss Savannah, I need to go to the bathroom? Or do they just dip? Um, so, I tell them, we, I do a lot of brain breaks. So, my brain breaks, I give them one every 30 minutes. And that's where I'll either put on, like, a go noodle, and that's where it's a person dancing with music. Or I will put on a five-minute timer and say, okay, during this time, go to the bathroom, grab a sip of water, grab a snack, whatever you need to do. And then come back. Is the brain break for um, you or for them? <laughs> <laughs> um, both. <Okay. laughs> because it is very necessary. This um, Savannah needs to get o'clock. a cigarette break. <laughs> hey, I don't smoke hey, cigarettes. Hey, I, I know. It was... <laughs> I got to put <laughs> some liquor 12... in the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe. Um, from 12 to 1 every day, there's... That's their lunch and recess break. So they do have an hour break in between mm-hmm. where they can do whatever they need to do, which it's, I mean, it's very needed. Um, but the morning is the long part of the day. But I mean, they're, if they have to go to the bathroom, all they do is they raise their hand and I'll call on them 
and they'll say, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And usually I'll say yes, unless we're in the middle of doing something. But for the most part, they've been really good about going during the brain break. So do you think this will be something that sticks or do you think ABSS is like get these kids back in the school? Um, Honestly, I hope it doesn't stick Um, just because it's I mean, it's hard. It's it's very hard, and I just it takes away for me. It takes away the like a big thing for teaching is building those relationships with your students, and it's very hard to do that over the computer. And I don't like I can't hug them. Like I, they'll even tell me, "Hey, I'm having a bad day." And usually, if they tell me that, then I can give them a hug, kind of talk to them. But over the computer, I can't do that. I just have to be okay. We, we got to move on to this lesson because there's nowhere for me to take them to talk to them privately. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just different. And I guess if we do have to do it for however long, then I'll get used to it. And then I'm not going to know how to teach regularly, but I mean, I would just prefer to have them back in the classroom. It's so much more fun. And I think, I mean, the kids just love being around each other too. Yeah. I guess I, I would wonder, because I just I, I just look at all, you know, this is going to be a very tech-savvy generation, especially the one that you're teaching. I almost wonder if this is a point where, even if they do come back, if we start blending it to the point where, like, all of elementary is mostly in the school. But then by middle school and then high school, these kids are slowly getting to the point where online class is online class. I hope that's not the case. Um, (laughs) I just know that I learned a lot, not just, not just about, you know, education, but how to be a person and make friends and all that. So it's, I, I mean, I know you've heard it before, the social aspect of being in school. That's really important, especially for these younger kids. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I hope it doesn't go on like that, but who knows? Because you, you never know in this world anymore. I was, there's another question I had is um, when it comes to your lesson plans, how, how is this different? Cause I know you, you guys have to use an entire new format. You guys are, it's all digital. So do you spend more time on lesson plans now than you did before? Um, no, it's about the same. So these first two weeks we've just been, Literally, it's been almost the same every day where we're how where we're teaching them how to get into Google Classroom and navigate through there. Um, but starting on Monday, we're starting our actual content of teaching. So we'll be doing the standard and stuff like that. And for the most part, it's, it's the same. Um, we have a great um, literacy leader and math leader for Alamance County, and they've created these things called learning pathways that teachers can use. And it's they literally created the standards in digital form as a resource for teachers, yeah. which has helped so much. Um, it's just basically it's a, a digital worksheet for kids to use and digital lessons that we can use if we need them. So that has really been a huge help for us because before we did have that, but it was just it gave us the resources. But if we wanted a worksheet, then we had to make it and print it out and all that good stuff but this is it's already kind of made for us and it tells us different ways that we could teach it and just gives us a lot more options to really help us 
I'm going to tell you what, Savannah, I can hear the absolute pain in your voice. <laughs> it's only been a week and a half. <laughs> it's been a long week and a half because we had teacher work days. We came, we had to come to school a week earlier than what we were supposed to. So school wasn't supposed to start. The first day wasn't supposed to be until the 24th. Yeah. Um, so it was supposed to be this past Monday, but kids started on the 17th and teachers had to be back on the 11th. So we lost a, a week and, um, we really didn't have that much training to prepare us for this virtual teaching, which I don't even think if, if we had more training that it would have done any good because you just kind of have to learn as you're going. I feel like I've learned more by doing my zooms every day than what I learned in my trainings. If that makes sense. Complete sense. Um, To kind of like close it out. Is there anything that you've read online, especially in the cesspool that is Alamance County Facebook or just you've heard comments. Is there anything that like a misconception about this year teaching that you would love to just like shut down? Um, we get a lot of teachers don't do anything. And I think that last spring there was really kind of like half and half of teachers. Oh, you're not doing anything. So you need to be at school in the fall working these hours. And I wish that uh, somebody could just switch places with me for a day and see how much of nothing I'm really doing. Cause I mean, I have very little downtime. And it's just, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm pretty tough when it comes to that. But it's just like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you get these whenever holidays come up. Oh, you're a teacher. You're so lucky. And summer break. Oh, you're a teacher. You're so lucky. But when school is in session, you hear, oh, I don't know how you do it. So it's just... We, we do a lot more work. Like, I can't tell you how many hours I spent over the summer not getting paid to prepare for this year. Um, there's just a lot more than what, what people know. Like, my time doesn't start until I don't get paid until 8 o'clock every day. But I get here at 7.30 every single day. And I know 30 minutes may not seem like a lot. But if you we get paid once a month. If you add up that, then that's... I mean, that's a lot of time that I'm coming in on my own to prepare for school and to help these children succeed. So somebody come switch with me for a day and tell me how much of nothing you're doing. Is that an offer? Like I can put that on the the podcast at the end. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I want you to come be me for a day and see how. You know what? I'm going to be I'm going to play the card of being your high school swim coach was enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) let me just go ahead and say i have full props for teachers because being and just having to deal with that small three-month bullshit has made me realize (laughs) that one kids suck (laughs) (laughs) and two some of these parents have so much high expectations of their kids that it's almost un it's unfathomable and it's just ridiculous So complete props to you guys dealing with that all freaking year. (laughs) Yeah. Some days I don't know how I do it. Well, like, I mean, I saw, I saw your Instagram and you got all those uh, energy drinks. You guys are just wired. Oh yeah. 
energy drink. And I even, I mean, I do my workout before work because right now I'm too tired to, to go anywhere, to do anything. So just make yeah. sure you don't turn into one of these, uh, crippling 80 year old teachers where their back is curled and <laughs> they're that's probably going to be me. You said it is. Uh, yeah, that'll probably oh, be God. That's where you gotta get. If this virtual teaching goes on for much longer, I'm hunched over because you know I teach first grade, so these desks are tiny. They go up to my kneecap, so I actually have boxes stacked up, and I have a desk on top of my desk so that I can stand up. But yeah, I have boxes stacked up, my laptop sitting on top of those so that I'm not crouched over. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I. Uh... This is unrelated, but there was a standing desk I had when I worked in the cubicle life, and I absolutely loved it. I can send you a link. But uh, what I'm going to do, and I told Savannah this, is uh, Savannah is going to have a link in the show notes for her uh, teacher Amazon wish list. So if any listeners feeling super duper generous, you guys can check that out and help Savannah out. Savannah. I feel like this was a great insight into uh, the hellhole that you guys are dealing with right now. <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. Let's, it's just a challenging, uh, a challenging several months and weeks ahead, I guess. That's true. That's, maybe that's too much. 2020 has been a hellhole. <laughs> uh, yes, I can agree to that. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being on the pod, Savannah. I feel like this was an absolute blast. Yes, I had a great we'll time. We'll have to get you on for something uh, more uh, heartfelt. Uh, well, I'm getting married in three weeks, so we can do yeah, that. Yeah, you guys can team up with uh, Trey. So I'll just, you guys are the only repeat guests. That's what I'll do. You guys will just be on all the time. Oh, yeah. Let me be on with Trey. I said that the last time, and I still haven't been on it. And I texted Trey on his wedding yeah. day, and he didn't reply to me. And I think that's rude. And I would just wish nothing but good luck for him and Allison. And he doesn't reply. Okay. All right. Well, Trey, if you're listening, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this was another episode of the Cooler Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. Thank you to all of our international listeners. Please subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow on Spotify. Follow the Instagram at Cooler Conversations. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.